for today. Our scripture reading on today comes from Proverbs, the third chapter, Proverbs, the third chapter. And we are going to start with the first verse. Proverbs three, we're going to read verses one through ten. It is up on the screen for your reading on today. (coughs) Excuse me. Proverbs three verses one through ten. And from the New American Standard Version, it reads as follows. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your hearts keep my commandment for the length of days and years of time and peace. They will add to you. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and a good repute in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new line no, with new wine. Notice with me again verses 5 and 6 of this passage in the bold it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Come with me in prayer. Father, we do now thank you, God. We glorify you. God, there is none like you in all the earth. And now, God, we've come to another preaching, teaching moment. God, we recognize and we realize, God, that it is by your word, God, that lives are changed. God, I can take no credit of this for my own, God, but only you will do whatever it is you desire to do. The word declares, God, that your word shall not return void, but it shall accomplish what it's set out to do. God, you know what this word uh, was set out to do, God. So, God, we trust you for the return. Your word also declares that one plants and one waters, but you, God, are the one that gives the increase. So, God, we declare and decree that increase will come as a result of your word on today. God, we magnify you and we do now glorify you. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. On this morning, you all, I want to share with you from just a simple message, just a simple message. And that message is traces of a trusting heart traces of a trusting heart my brothers and my sisters in this season that we are dealing with it has become so difficult to trust it's become so difficult to trust there was a time you all where we would walk on the street and we wouldn't give any care or concern as to uh, uh, where we were going I mean you know we had basic uh, 
uh, uh, protection in mind. You know, we we wouldn't just go out and just leave, you know, our stuff just leaving, you know, left arbitrarily uh, laying around. We would make sure that we did lock our cars, or at least some of us <laughs> lock our cars at night. We make sure we locked our doors at night. We, we did the, 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 the basic uh, uh, protection. We made sure that we didn't just leave money lying around. We didn't leave, you know, our wallets or our phones just laying someplace, uh, you know, basic, basic protection. But now that that protection has become even more stringent. We we aren't as trusting when we even come even look like nearby somebody you know if it looks like they're coming too close we're we're more apt to kind of either turn our face or or move farther away where we're more uh mindful of where we place our hands and if we touch something that's unbeknownst to us as to where it was before who touched it before we're immediately getting hand sanitizer and washing our hands or 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 staying under the sink longer and, and washing for three four minutes under the sink things that we had not done before we're doing now we are mindful to make sure that we go out with a mask on if we know we have to be around people that might have been breathing the same air that we were going to be breathing we're more mindful now we're more mindful of our bodies you all we're not even trusting of our own bodies if we sit there and go (coughs) we sit there and say "Uh oh wait now What's going What's going on things that we used to trust in before we're not as trusting in now But you all, I'm so grateful on today that God is still a God that we can trust. He is still a God that is still in the blessing business. He is still a God that never sleeps or slumbers. He is still there. He is still there doing what God does best. And you all, there are uh, some elements of a trusting heart that many of us can say that we trust God. We do. We said, you know, I, you know, as, as, as elder Sherman was singing, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, you know, we would, oh yes. Oh yes. I trust him. But if you really listen to those words, it says tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word. Many of us got to see it before we believe it. Come on, somebody. Many of us got to have some sort of semblance of being able to see where something's going before we put our full faith in it. But the Bible declares in Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You don't need to have faith in something you can see. You, you You know, trust doesn't always in the natural normally we trust folks because we have some sort of history with them we we've seen their track record and so we put trust in that but i want you to think of a baby when a baby comes into the world the baby has no choice but to trust that you're going to provide that need. That baby has a trust that when uh, they're hungry, you're going to feed them. When they're wet, you're going to change them. When they're sleepy, you're going to rock them to sleep. That baby has a trust in that from the beginning. Babies don't, I mean, they come out crying because it's a shock to their system. But then babies kind of go quiet. After you recognize, they recognize, oh, I'm someplace outside of that warm, you know, space. That I was in growing. Now I'm out in the open. It's kind of chilly out here. (laughs) It's kind of loud out here. It's bright out here. 
And then they kind of settle in. Remember, they kind of swaddle them, you know, to kind of give them that comfort of where they came from. And then they kind of settle in and they're quiet. Babies start to cry when, you know, okay, I need something and nobody's really recognizing that I need it. So I need to make a noise so that somebody can recognize. It. And then when they realize that, oh, you're there and I could trust you to take care of my needs. Uh, some babies are, are rather calm when they know that that happens. You all as believers, as believers, you all, uh, our trust in God should cause us to be calm even in the midst of chaos. Even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of tribulation, we ought to be able to trust in God just to take him at his word, not to take him when you heard something about to come through. We don't start trusting them. Then we have to start trusting God before that materializes. So you all, there are elements, there are traces of a heart that trusts God. There are certain characteristics of a heart that trusts God. Well, what is one of those characteristics? You all, we have to understand that a trusting heart is thankful. A trusting heart is thankful. You all, uh, 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 so often it is so easy to complain. It is so easy to complain about situations and circumstances that aren't going the way that we desire for it to go. Tell the truth. I know I'm not lying. Sometimes you all, God can be good to us, but because it didn't come the way we wanted it to come, we always got something to say about it. You know, God God allows for us to get a job, but it ain't the job that we wanted, so now we complain it. It's the job that we wanted, but it's not the salary we asked for. So now we complaining. God moved us out of our parents' home into an apartment, but we complaining because it's not near our friends or it's not in the neighborhood we wanted. You all. And so we, we, we find ourselves even being in, you know, the family of God. We are, we, we, if you're not careful, we're always criticizing. We're we're constant complainers. You all we're we're fault finders with what God has done for us. But the Bible says in, in Psalms 104 that we are to be thankful unto him and be blessed and bless his name. We're we're to enter his gates with thanksgiving. And we're to, to, to enter his courts with praise. We we're to have a heart of thanksgiving, an attitude of gratitude. But you all, when we get stuck on focusing on everything that's not right, we'll forget to thank him for the things that are right. I know I'm talking to somebody up in here. You all, we've got to be mindful that we're not so stuck on, on, on not giving God what he's due. Matter of fact, the Bible declares in first Thessalonians five and 18 in everything, give thanks. I put a pause there for effect because that word everything doesn't say every good thing, everything I like, everything that makes me money, everything that gives me notoriety, everything that's going to give me a promotion, everything that's going to make my relationship good, everything that's going to make my, you know, my friends, you know, uh, uh, be cool with me. That's going to make my enemies get away from me. No, it says in everything 
give thanks. That means you got to give God thanks for the good, the bad, and yes, the ugly. You give him thanks for your friends and you give him thanks for your enemies. You ought to be blessing God when you get that job and you ought to be giving God praise if he causes for that season to come to a close. Well, apostle, that's crazy. Why am I going to give him thanks for a pink slip? Because if he allows a pink slip to happen at that job, I I guarantee you, I Scooby-Doo Dino dog dare you to believe God that he's going to give you a better job with better benefits and a better salary. If he let one door close, he's going to make sure another one open for you. So that's why we give God thanks. Because a trusting heart is thankful. A trusting heart is thankful. What else is a trusting heart. You all, a trusting heart is reliable. Yeah, a trusting heart. It's reliable, you all. What do you mean by reliable? What do you mean by reliable? It, it, it means, you all, that we're going to do what we're going to do, whether we've seen God come through for us yet or not. Uh, I'm in somebody's stuff right there. Yeah, we're going to do <laughs> before we see God do for us. You know, the, the, the Bible says that you all, we are to trust God in spite of what we see or what we don't see. The Bible expects for us to, to, to keep God's coming to keep our end of the bargain. That's what Psalm 103 and, and, and 18 says. It says to those who keep his covenant and remember his precepts to do them. You all it's not enough for us to do it when God is coming through for us the way we want to. But we have to be dependable. Let's just be honest. Some of us are not dependable. We're not. not, 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 not I don't want nobody to get upset with me. Well, if you do, I'm talking about me too. It, you all, sometimes we're only dependable to a fault. And when we got stuff going on, we let life get in the way. Of what we said we would do for God. Yeah we do. When when you know we tell God. At the beginning of the year. Come on tell the truth y'all. We tell God at the beginning of the year. I'm going to do better with my tithe. Till the bills start stacking up. Then are we dependable. With what we told God we were going to do. Now you might say. Well I didn't tell God that I told myself that. Quit quit lying. <laughs> quit quit lying. You told, you told the Lord that. <laughs> But then when you can't, you know, uh, own up to what you told the Lord. Now, well, I didn't tell God that I, I, I was saying that to myself. But you all, we tend to not be dependable. And then what we end up doing is we fail God and we fail others, which in turn uh, uh, makes us dissatisfied with ourselves. We take ourselves through some motions. We take ourselves through some stuff because we tend not to be dependable you all we've got to be in a place where we are trustworthy we got to be trustworthy you all the word declares <clears throat> in psalm 15 and 4 it says he who honors god who, he who honors those who fear the lord he he swears to his own hurt and does not change you all we've got to be in a place where we're not wavering back and forth where we're not changing what we say we're going to do is what we do. That's why Psalms 125 and 4 says, 
Do good, O Lord, to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts. Y'all, we got to be reliable. A trusting heart is reliable. What else is a trusting heart? You all, a trusting heart is useful. A trusting heart is useful. We've got to realize, you all, that if we're not useful in what it is that God has called for us to be, then we're not doing what it is that we should be doing. The Bible says in Psalms 37 and 3, to trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. And you all, if we're not doing what it is that we're supposed to be doing, then we're not being useful. We're not being of good use in the kingdom of God. You all, we got to make sure that we're working for the Lord as we should. At times, you all, we get to a place where we only give God what's left over. We put our energies towards our families. We put our energies toward our children. We put our families towards our jobs. We put our family uh, energy towards our friends. We put our energy towards things that we want to do. And then God gets what's left over. Don't get me wrong. We should love our family. We should love our, our spouses. We should love our significant others, our children. We should love our jobs. We are supposed to work as unto the Lord and not unto man. We're supposed to put our enemy, our, our energies there. But we also need to realize that God has to be above all those things. And so when we say, well, you know, I'm only going to do this much because I'm tired today. I, you know, I'm not going to church today. I, I'm tired. You do realize that even worshiping together is being useful in the kingdom. Well, how is that? That that should only be affecting me. Well, no, it's not just affecting you. It is affecting the body. Why? Because the Bible declares in in uh, Hebrews 10 and 25 that we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves to believers. Why? Because we are to provoke one another to love and good works. You're not just coming to church just so that you can be a head count. You're showing up to make sure that somebody else is in place to hold them accountable and for them to hold you accountable. That's what, how we're useful. You're useful when you come and get the word and you take it to those on your job that don't go to church. You're useful when you uh, 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 are, are lining up with other folks in, in, in the fellowship, in, in, in the fellowship of, of the body of Christ. And you go and you witness and you evangelize to somebody. You pray for one another. That's how you're useful. But you all, if when you're not useful, it's no wonder that when we get to a place when trouble strikes us, we're unable to trust God for help because we're not working alongside with God to know that he is useful when you're going through. You all, when we keep busy working for God and when we let him use us, it pleases him. And then we're able to trust him more. The Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians, uh, 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 the sixth chapter and, and the, the first and second verse. I'm just going to read a couple of verses um, of this. It says, and working together with him, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. 
For he says, at the acceptable time, I listened to you. And on the day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Quit waiting saying, I got time for God to use me. I got some things I need to get straight in my life. Can I help you out with something? If you haven't gotten it straight by now, you're not going to be able to get it straight on your own. You need God's help to be able to get things straight. So make yourself useful to the Lord. What else is the traces of a trusting heart? You all, a trusting heart is submissive. A trusting heart is submissive. I know we normally hear that word submissive when it comes into, you know, wives submit yourself to your husbands. But if you look above in that uh, book, in that uh, that chapter, you will find that it says submitting yourselves one to another. Then what does it mean to be submissive here? It means to be committed. It, It means to be fully committed to God. And you all, let's just be honest. All of us are not fully committed to God. We're committed to a point, but we haven't fully committed ourselves completely to God. Uh, Psalms 37 and five says to commit your way to the Lord, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him and he will do it. Commit your way to the Lord. And when you trust in him as well, he will do it. What is it? It is what you need him to do. Remember, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask, all we can ask or think according to the power, not that worketh in him, that works in us. His power works in us and through us. His power works through us. So it's through his power we can commit ourselves wholly to him. You all, we can't just think about it. You don't want to be in a relationship with your, your husband, your, your wife, your, your, your significant other. You don't want half their heart. You want all their heart. And when you find out, you know, it's something. Well, you know, if you feel as if there's something that they're withholding from you, you're trying to figure out, first of all, what's up? <laughs> why, why, why are you holding stuff back? What's going on? And then you want to know, let's just be honest. You want to know, well, then who else got your heart? Same thing with our kids. When our kids start to get older and they're not wanting to be around us as much, you're trying to see what else has their heart, what else has their attention that they no longer want to, you know, be around you or do that with you. You all, God wants to know what has our heart that we're not fully committed to him. He wants to know what has our heart. That we cannot completely give our heart over to him. And really what gets in the way is our will. What gets in the way is what we want to do with our lives. But we've got to understand you all that we have to submit our will to God. God is not going to take your will. No, no. He's not going to take your will. That's why uh, the Bible declares that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is our reasonable service. Present our body a living sacrifice. God don't want none dead. He wants a living side. He wants you to put yourself on the altar. He wants you to put your will, trust your will with him, submit your will to him. And when we do that, we'll find that we'll be able to uh, trust him 
unreservedly. We won't have any sort of restraint or reserve in trusting him. The last thing I want to share with you in the traces of a trusting heart, you all, is that a trusting heart is triumphant. A trusting heart is triumphant. What do I mean by being triumphant, you all? When we submit our will to God, when we trust him completely, you all, God delivers us. God helps us. We're not uh, 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 held hostage by our own stuff. When we trust God, God is able to take our falling shortness. I know that's not a word, y'all. Just pray with me. He is able to take us falling short. And he's able to nudge us and take us the rest of the way. Why? Because we trust him to take us the rest of the way. Psalms 37 and 40 says it like this. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. You all, we don't have to be defeated. We, we don't have to be broke down. We don't have to be uh, living less than being victorious. Why? Because when we trust God, he will cause us to be victorious. But when we have a lack of trust, we operate in defeat. You all, we should live triumphantly. We should live in victory. And if we can trust the Lord completely, faith brings victory. Yeah, faith brings brings victory. How do I know that? Because Psalms 40 uh, verses four through five says, how blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust and has not turned to the proud, nor to those who lapse into falsehood. Many, O Lord, my God, are the wonders which you have done and your thoughts towards us. There are none to compare with you. If I would declare and speak of them, they would be too numerous to count. Listen, you all, God has shown up too many times for us not to trust him. He has come through for us too many times for us not to rely on him. He has shown up even when we didn't deserve it. He has come through for us even when we didn't look for him too. Even when we thought we disqualified ourselves, God still remained faithful. Even when we thought that we had given up on ourselves, he didn't give up on us. He still came through for us. He was still faithful for, towards us. He was still protecting us. He was still providing for us. Listen, you all, he, his track record is good with us. His credit history is good with us. So even if you can't trace his hand, trust his heart, the Bible declares that he knows the plan that he has for us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. My brothers and my sisters, we're in a season where we don't know whether we're going to be sheltered in one day or released the next day. We don't know whether toilet paper is going to be on the shelves or whether it won't. We don't know whether we're going to be able to find a loaf of bread or not. But it's one thing that I do know. I can find the bread of life anytime I'm looking for him because he is there. He's bread to the hungry. He's water to the thirsty. I never have to worry about where he is because he walks with me. God help me. He talks with me. He tells me I am his own. And the joy that we share when we cherry there, no other has ever known. You all put your trust in the Lord. We heard it in the song. I will trust 
in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord till I die. I wonder if I've got any folks out there that's willing to trust in him today. I wonder if there's any folks out there that's willing to be thankful on today. I wonder if I got any folks out there that's willing to be, that's willing to rely on the Lord. Is there anybody out there that will allow their lives to be useful to God? Is there anybody out there that's willing to submit their will to the Lord? Is there anybody out there that wants to live a triumphant life, a trusting life, a willing life unto the Lord? Those are the elements of a trusting heart. A trusting heart is thankful. A trusting heart is reliable. A trusting heart is useful. A trusting heart is submissive. And a trusting heart is triumphant. You all, when we trust in God, he won't let us down. We may let ourselves down. Man might have let us down. But God will never let us down. He said, I will be with you always, even till the end of the age. You all put your trust in God. Put your trust in God. Don't put your trust in your job. <laughs> Don't put your trust in, in, in uh, uh, your money. These days, we can't even put our trust in our health. I, I, I love my family, but I, I, I can't always trust that they'll always be there because I never know what God's plan is. <clears throat> but I do know that I can put my trust in God and he will never let me down. My brothers and my sisters on today, I implore you, I encourage you. Put your trust in God. There used to be a song from the old, old church. Y'all know I'm an old Baptist girl. And, and when I was a child, there was a song that said, put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the water. Anybody remember that song? Put your hand in the hand of the man that calmed the sea. Take a look at yourself and you will look at others differently. If you put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. My brothers and my sisters, in order for us to be able to know that we can trust in God, we can look at Jesus. Jesus knew that he was born to die. He knew what it is he was going to have to walk through. He knew <clears throat> in advance the people that would turn their back on him. He knew. He knew all of this, but nevertheless, you all, he still went ahead, as the old folks say, he went about doing good. He still healed the sick and he still raised the dead. He still called it, caused blind eyes to see and, and the dumb to talk. He still caused those that were demon possessed to be free. He still allowed himself to be betrayed. He still allowed himself to be taken under arrest. He still allowed himself to be marched from court to court. He still allowed himself to be condemned to death. Why do I keep saying aloud? Because he said in his word, no one takes my life. I lay it down. He still allowed himself to take a rugged cross and carry it up a hill called Calvary. He still allowed himself to be nailed to that cross and, 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 and be raised between two thieves. But he said, if you destroy this temple, 
In three days, I will raise it up. You are weak in trust in Jesus because he was true to his word. He died on that cross. He was put in a borrowed tomb because he didn't need it too long. He stayed there for the prescribed time. And they said on the first day of the week, he rose with all power in his hand. If we can trust Jesus then, why can't you trust him now? You might say, well, that was back then and, and this is now. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, <laughs> today, and forevermore. If he was true back then, he's still true today. Trust him. Trust him with your life. And if you say, <clears throat> I've never trusted anybody with my life. I want you to look at your life today. I want you to see where you are with your life. And if you can say, I can do better. I want to live better. I want to walk better. I want to talk better. I want to live better. You can't do it within yourself. But having a relationship with Jesus Christ will cause you to be better. Why? Because you will have his power in you to do it. And if I'm talking to anybody that's here on Zoom, if I'm talking to anybody that's on Facebook, on YouTube, on Periscope, that's watching on our, our uh, website. And if you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sins and you desire to know him on today, it's really simple. Because the, the Bible gives a prescription on how that can occur. The Bible uh, tells us <clears throat> in Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. And it goes on to say, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and unto the mouth salvation, excuse me, confession is made into salvation. So you don't have to know a laundry list of Bible verses. You don't have to stand before the church. You, you, what you need to do is stand before an audience of one. And that's God. And if you're watching on today. And if you say I, I want to be in the family of God today. I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm talking about joining the body of Christ. And I take so much time here. Because I believe it's so important. Because there's going to be appointed to man. This is the word now. It is appointed to man once to die. And after that the judgment. So it's not that you just die and, and that's it. One day you're going to have to stand before God and give an account of your life. And I don't know about you, but we have car insurance. We got life insurance. <laughs> Some of us even got, you know, hurricane insurance for those in Florida. Why not have fire insurance for your soul? You might not ever think you'll need it. But we never think we need health insurance or, or life insurance, but we got car insurance, but we got it just in case we need it. Get some fire insurance for your soul just in case you need it. And in accordance to the word, you need it. The fire insurance is having a relationship with Jesus. If you desire to have a relationship with God, all you have to do is say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I'm a sinner. I've fallen short of grace. You, I heard your word says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I desire to have a relationship with you, Jesus. 
I know that you died on the cross for my sins. And on today, I want to accept your gift of salvation. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for accepting me. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. And I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead and are alive today. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, you are saved and no one can pluck you out of the father's hand. And we glorify God on today. And we just thank God for the traces of a trusting heart. Can we just give God praise for the word on today? Come on, put your hands together and honor the Lord for the word of God on today. My brothers and my sisters, we must trust God. As difficult as it may be, we've got to trust God. Because in this day and age, we can't rely on anything else. So we might as well go ahead and trust God. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you have not done so already, please make sure that you have given. Uh, Some of you all are watching on your phones, so you have not had an opportunity to give. But as soon as we get off the live, make sure that you are not remiss in your giving. Make sure you give back to God a portion of that that he has blessed you with. We give God glory for the word on today. We pray that it has blessed someone that has compelled you to want to just walk this road of trust, walk this road of faith. Amen. Amen. Listen, you all, we're about to get out of here, but I'm going to unmute you all one more time so that uh, we can just bless God for just the opportunity again to be able to worship together in this mechanism, in this vehicle. Will you put your hands together one more time and give God glory? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so worthy to be praised. Amen. Listen. I am so grateful that I, uh, a pastor, the greatest ministry in the world. (laughs) I just needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. His host. Yeah. Listen. And and one day soon, his house is going to be back in the house. But right now you're worshiping at your house with his house. Amen. Listen, this is what I need everybody to do for me today. I need everybody to do this for me today. I'm taking a spin off of... um, uh, uh, the, the, uh, Kegler household, the Kegler household did this the other week. And I meant to tell you all to do it, but I didn't tell you all to do it. And some of y'all looking so pretty and so cute. Most of y'all are, in fact, all y'all are y'all just pretty y'all beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. This is what I need you to do. I need y'all to take some pictures today. I need y'all to take a selfie. I need you to put it up on Facebook or send it to me. Um, and say that I worship with the house at my house. Amen. Because some of y'all looking cute. Because Gwen, I see you, girl. Your hair flowing. I see you, daughter. <laughs> yes. Will y'all do that for me? Will y'all take some pictures? Put it, Either send it to me or put it up on Facebook. Put it up on our His House page. 
Go to the His House page and say, I worship with the house at my house because I am so grateful to God that God has used this mechanism to keep us together. And man, when I tell y'all, look, I might cut off some air when I give y'all hugs again. I'm telling you, because I miss me some His House. Amen. Listen, we're about to get out of here. So go ahead, give your final goodbyes. We're about to get out of here. May the Lord bless and keep the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, rest ruling about with these people both now and forever. I love y'all. Don't go nowhere. We just go cut off the live stream. But everybody else, we love y'all. Say goodbye to the live stream, everybody. Amen and amen.